The Warrior's Heart, a reading by Grammy. Hello, my sweet munchkins. This is a story written for you by my dear friend, Danny Cherie. Won't you listen and learn how the fairy could lose something so very important so that you may never lose your wings? Chapter three, The Loss. Elizabeth's body ached all over. Groaning, she turned over in her bed. Oh, I suppose I ought to get up now. My chores won't get done by themselves. Elizabeth sat up and opened her eyes to find herself in a bedroom that was not her own. Stunned, she spoke aloud. Where am I? As soon as that question came out, at once she remembered where she was. The Fountainhead's home. A knock on the door welcomed a squirrel into the room. Ah, good. The lady is up. How did you sleep, me lady? The squirrel was not shy as she pulled the curtains back to reveal the sunlight. Elizabeth squinted. Um, okay, I guess. Well, let me draw a bath for ye. I reckon we need to get yourself all cleaned up before the master and you meet for breakfast. And just like that, the squirrel was gone. Elizabeth, feeling overwhelmed, she knew she had to find a way out. As soon as she moved to get out of bed, pain shot through her. Ah! Crying out, she fell to the floor. It was unbearable. Elizabeth reached her arms around to her back, seeking out the source of her torment. To her shock and horror, she realized that her wings were gone. Immediately, she felt as if her heart shattered. Wings are a fairy's greatest pride. They are their beauty, their freedom, and their source of life. How would Elizabeth even survive? Broken to the core, she curled up into a ball and sobbed until there was nothing left in her. It seemed as though hours passed before the squirrel came back. Oh, honey, are you okay? She raced to Elizabeth's side and scooped her into her arms. What, what happened to my, my wing? Elizabeth's whisper choked on the word wings. Oh, sweets, the master did this for ye to save your life. Anger began to sweep through Elizabeth, giving her strength to stand up. <gasps> Derry, who does he think he is? Take me to your master now, she spat out angrily. Oh my, oh my, he won't like this. He won't like this indeed. The squirrel was torn between who she feared most in that moment. Deciding her loyalty lay with her master, she stood her ground. Crossing her arms, the squirrel dug her paws into the ground. I cannot take ye in this state, she said. Fine, I'll find him myself, Elizabeth said determinedly. Before the squirrel could grab and contain her, Elizabeth ran out of the room. She hesitated only for a moment as she stepped out into the large corridor. Wait, 
the pleas from the squirrels spurred Elizabeth on quicker and quicker until she began to run. She had no clue where she was going. She only knew she had to get her wings back, running around one corner, then having to go around another. It was as if the hallway never ended. Oh, this is hopeless, Elizabeth thought to herself. If she was going to get anywhere, she knew she had to stop running and start thinking. Sure that she had long lost the squirrel, Elizabeth stopped. It was then she realized she was just running in circles. Very big circles, but circles nonetheless. Oh! Elizabeth roared in frustration. Anger had made her blind. Taking a deep breath, she began to walk. This time, she was aware of her surroundings. After about five minutes, Elizabeth noticed two large double doors up ahead. Eager, she ran towards them. It took all of her might to pry just one door open enough to slip through. Once through, she came to a landing that led to a large, elegant staircase. Feeling small, she tiptoed quietly down the stairs. About a hundred steps later, she reached the bottom. Relief began to flood through Elizabeth, knowing she was getting somewhere. But not a moment later, her pain seemed to have caught up with her and her anger with it. She was just about to turn to her right when she overheard the squirrel's voice on her left. I'm so sorry, Inasta. I tried to keep her calm, but she went wild. How is an old maid servant like me supposed to handle someone so crazy? Ye ask too much of me, master. Elizabeth began to follow the squirrel's voice through yet another large set of double doors and down another hall until she came to the room that held the squirrel and her master. Elizabeth put her ear up to the door long enough to hear him chuckle and say, <laughs> no need to be so upset, Miss Bess. It'll be all right. At that declaration, all of Elizabeth's anger came flooding back. It will not be all right. You stole my wings. With that last thought, Elizabeth swung the door wide open with all the strength she had left. Chapter 4, The Escape How dare you steal what rightfully belongs to me? Elizabeth pointed an accusing finger at the fountainhead. Elizabeth, he spoke gently, but this only fueled her anger more. No, you are a thief. You took what was rightfully mine. How dare you? I want out of here. I want out of this place right now. Please, Elizabeth. The fountainhead reached out his hand towards her. Elizabeth flinched away, turned, and ran out of the study, her anger burning inside her. She heard him calling after her, but she did not slow down to look back. She just 
kept running until she reached the front door. Elizabeth swung the huge oak doors open and ran down the same stairs that had once mesmerized her. This time, though, she did not trace the railing in order to decipher the carved words, but rather she ran down the stairs like her life depended on it. Tears continued to flow as she blindly took each step. Once she reached the bottom of the steps, she became entangled in the weeping willow's branches. Struggling, she fell outside of the weeping willow. She was free, but somehow she did not feel free. The weight of her body without her wings seemed to pin her to the ground. The loss she felt was almost unbearable, yet she knew she had to continue on. With the little strength she had left, she pulled herself off the ground. It was in that moment she felt as though something was wrong. Elizabeth remembered when she had first arrived at the Fountainhead's home that the weeping willow tree was surrounded by a garden, which was a beautiful sight. The garden had felt peaceful and kind. It seemed good, like no evil ever set foot in it. But now, as Elizabeth looked around, evil was all she could feel. She shuddered. Where am I? Elizabeth thought. It seemed as if she had entered a swamp. What little sky she could see was gray. All the trees were dead, and she noticed she was sinking. Elizabeth began to pull her legs out of the sinking mud when she noticed something out of the corner of her eye. Who's there? She whispered meekly. In a sudden uproar, Elizabeth heard a crackling-like laughter, and her blood ran ice cold. It was then that she had regrets of ever leaving the Fountainhead's home, for it seemed like a little safer than this swamp. Okay, I admit, I may have acted a little rash running away like that. Maybe if I beg and plead, the Fountainhead will take me back. I'm sure my wings are somewhere in his palace. I could pretend to go back and say I got lost. But in reality... Wait, what was that noise? It sounds like hissing. Oh, no. I've been looking a long time for you, my sweet Elizabeth, said a voice that was as slimy as it was evil. Who, who, who's there? said Elizabeth, shaking from head to toe. I'm hurt that you don't recognize me, the voice crackled in an eerie tone. Fear engulfed Elizabeth at the very sound of this thing's voice. It sounded almost like a snake's voice, hissing out every word. Okay, Elizabeth, time to go, Elizabeth thought to herself as she turned to run back into the Weeping Willow's shelter. Yet as she turned, there was no Weeping Willow. There was only swamp before her. No, this is wrong. It was right here, she panicked. Elizabeth turned in every direction. The Fountainhead's home was gone. What Elizabeth could only assume was a snake came into the dim light of the swamp, and she could see that it was indeed a large venomous python hissing out a hideous laugh. Boys, grab her! 
the snake hissed to his accomplices. Shadows came alive as they began to surround her. Run! was the only thought that went through Elizabeth's mind as she began to sprint for her life. Everything became her enemy. The branches reached out in an attempt to snatch her. The sand beneath her feet tried to pull her down. The only thing that kept her going was the sound of the evil behind her. When Elizabeth did not think she could run another step, that she slipped and began to fall down a muddy slope. Surely I will die now, was her first thought as she continued to fall. But amazingly, Elizabeth was caught by a large, round, moss-covered rock near the bottom. Groaning from the pain, she curled up into a ball and suddenly her world went black again. It was the cold that awoke Elizabeth. Never had she been more freezing than in that moment. Shivering, Elizabeth sat up. At first, she could not remember where she was, but her heart still felt the absence of her wings. It was then everything came flooding back. She pulled her legs close to her chest in an attempt to get warm. She buried her face as her tears came without mercy. To her, it seemed as if she had lost everything. Her fairy friends were gone. Her fairy dust was gone. Her wings were gone. And most importantly, she had never been more alone. It was hours before Elizabeth moved. If not for her hunger, she probably would have stayed there forever in her grief. Standing up wasn't as easy as she might have thought. Her body ached everywhere. She used the rock that had once caught her fall as a crutch to help her up. Elizabeth slowly began to walk. Hours passed as she continued treading along. Many times Elizabeth tripped and fell into the muddy water or the swamp sand. Refusing to give up, she got up each time she fell and continued on. The only thought that kept her going was the hope that the swamp had to eventually end. There has to be light at the end of all this, right? She kept thinking to herself. Every once in a while, Elizabeth would hear a noise and her heart would stop. She had a constant fear that she would again run into the snake and his shadows, and they would try to seize her once again. However, with a luck that puzzled even Elizabeth, she surmised that she had finally escaped them. Time passed, but Elizabeth had no idea if it was minutes or hours, or days. She had no idea how long she wandered before she finally gave up. The swamp seemed to be a constant, dark, dank, depressing state. Therefore, she was unsure if it was either day or night. But that no longer mattered. Elizabeth needed to find shelter. She began gathering up any twigs and sticks she could find. She then began to stack them in an order that surrounded her, using mud as glue to keep them together. Finally, Elizabeth built a cocoon-like sanctuary. In her mind, she was safe, yet her shelter could not keep out the cold and the sounds of the swamp. As she shuddered, Elizabeth's last thoughts before she drifted off to a restless sleep was that the fountainhead would not rescue her this time. She would not be so lucky. 
that one single thought filled her soul with a sadness she had up to that moment not known. 